Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the language nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic uh, Friday, no, sorry, Saturday evening or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to today's podcast episode. I am very excited about today's podcast because the topic is one that I believe will help a lot of you. And the topic for today is an extremely effective way to study grammar in another foreign language. When you look at how people, many people, traditionally learn grammar, usually what they will tend to do is they will study the grammar rules, they practice the grammar rules, and with time, the hope is that the grammar rules eventually be, eventually become automatic and you're able to apply those grammar rules in a in a spoken context. And I'll be honest with you, I don't necessarily think that's a bad way to go about things. Not necessarily. When I look at other people who talk about language learning online, I have heard the argument various times that the methodology of studying grammar rules and practicing it until you've mastered it and it becomes fully internalized. I've seen many people that disagree very strongly with that type of methodology. And I'm not my personal opinion isn't really that strong like don't do that or that's really bad. But I will say the following. I want you to actually go a little bit backwards. I want you to take a backwards approach to learning grammar. And I think if you take a backwards approach to learning grammar, it's going to be a heck of a lot more effective and it's going to stick in your mind way better. In other words, you're going to be able to internalize grammar rules and use grammar a heck of a lot more naturally and easily than if you simply memorize the rules, practice the rules and try to go try to go about things in that route. Now, you're probably wondering, Azran, what does it mean to go backwards? What is a backwards approach to grammar? Well, a backwards approach to grammar starts with you learning phrases in a, in a foreign language, learning phrases that you already use on a regular basis when you speak in that foreign language, and you memorize and you know and you know the meaning behind that phrase. So I've said this before, this is not the first time I'm sharing this advice, by the way, I've shared this various times in the past, but I know that there's always new people listening to the podcast, there's new people coming in. Sometimes the same advice given on a different day lands differently and you absorb it into your mind differently, it's more relevant. So I have said this before, but for example, in French, I, I did study the subjunctive the subjunctive in the French, which is reasonably complex. But before actually studying it, I had learned a, a, a wide variety of phrases that I used regularly in the subjunctive. For example, I said, il faut que je fasse, like il faut que je fasse mes devoirs. I used to say, il faut que, je, a lot of il faut que expressions. I used to use a lot of il est important que expressions with the subjunctive. There were, there were a variety of expressions that I already used in the subjunctive. I didn't really understand why I, I said it that way, but I had been told that that is the right way to say it. And so I was like, okay. I'd also noticed people said it all the time. And so I was like, oh, people say that all the time. So it, clearly it's correct. I'm just going to say it because it's clearly correct. I hear others say it. And you start by doing that. 
So you start by listening actively, listening carefully to how other native speakers use language, noticing what kinds of phrases and words that they use, and you imitating, you imitating how native speakers speak, and you copying them. You don't know why you're speaking that way, but you do it because you know it's normal because you hear lots of people saying that. So you're like, that must be a thing that people say and that is clearly acceptable. And first you go about doing that. Then what you do in retrospect afterwards, you go study the grammar rule. So for example, when I learned the subjunctive, I was using the subjunctive when I spoke. I heard the subjunctive when I spoke to people and when I watched videos online and songs and this, that, the other thing. I didn't know it was called the subjunctive. I didn't really know the rules. But when I did go study the subjunctive, it made a lot of sense. It, it made a lot of sense because I would see the sentence, the example sentences to explain the, the grammar point of the subjunctive. And I was like, oh, that's like when I say, il faut que je fasse. Oh, I see what's happening now. Oh, that's the conjugation rules. Oh, I see how that works. Oh, and a light bulb, a light bulb went off in my head. And it made a heck of a lot more sense. And suddenly I had this deep comprehension and understanding of the subjunctive in French. And that's how I encourage you to study grammar as well. And I think it'll work really well for you. So first, I'm gonna repeat the steps. First, simply imitate what people say and what you hear and learn things on a phrase and a word level. Learn phrases and words that people use and just start using them yourself. That's step one. Eventually, at some point, you're gonna find yourself wondering, why am I saying that like that? Why am I saying this word in that way? Why am I, why am I doing that? I know I'm saying it because I've heard it. People have told me it's correct. Wait, why does it happen that way? Eventually you find yourself asking yourself that question. When you ask yourself that question, when you're questioning something you already habitually say, I'll say that again. When you question, when you question why you say something, in the way that you already say it, that is when you go research that particular grammar point. That is when you research why you're saying a specific thing a specific way. Don't go research it first, research it after. The key word here and the key point I want everybody to take away is that you only research why something is said a certain way, not the first time you hear it. Not necessarily. Not like, oh, I heard that. Wait, why are they saying that like that? No, 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 no. You only research it once you habitually say it that way. Once you habitually say it a certain way, then you go and study the grammar behind it. Because what that's going to do, you already, your brain at some subconscious level kind of knows kind of sort of why you speak a certain way and why something is said in a certain way. You just haven't fully figured it out. You're 60% there. And the grammar, going to learn the grammar, researching it is going to get you to that 100%. But here's the problem. If you study the grammar first, right? Now 
when your brain, when you have to speak in the target language, your brain is trying to remember a grammar rule instead of remembering a knee-jerk automatic reaction of this is how I speak. Does that make sense? When you just know, oh, this is the phrase I have to use. When I know in, Man in Mandarin, sorry, in, um, in Korean, I've been learning Korean. When I know in Korean that, oh, no, uh, sorry, let's give you a different example. When I know in Korean that, uh, for example, what's a good example? I might be pronouncing this poorly, but I think it's like, tomato shiroyo. I think it's tomato shiroyo, shiroyo, something like that. I might be pronouncing it wrong. And I think it means I don't like tomatoes. Again, my pronunciation might be absolutely terrible. I've done all of four hours of Korean study, if that, so it might be terrible, so forgive me. But tomato shiroyo. When I say that, shiro or shiroyo, something like that, regardless. When I know that phrase, and I've said it a bunch of times, my brain has, a, I've got a direct link, a direct connection to, oh, I don't like tomatoes. This is how I say that in Korean, a direct link. There's very little translation time. It's a direct kind of automatic reaction. If I had learned the grammar around how does the word like work, what's the conjugation, why is it said that way, now I don't have an automatic reaction anymore. Now I'm going to be thinking, oh wait, the verb to like is this, okay, tomato means this, tomato goes before the verb, then I do that, okay, that's just slow, it's really slow. So if I develop the knee-jerk reaction first, so I have the habits and then I go learn the grammar, the grammar now just solidifies the knowledge that's already in my head. Don't use grammar rules to introduce a new concept in your head. Use imitation, imitating what people say, imitating their phrases, right? Or them telling you, oh, say it like this. Just trust them on it initially until you've got it in your head and you say it automatically yourself then you can go look up if you're interested, if you even care. You might not even care at that point because your brain's like, all right, that's what people say. Then if you want to, you go look up the grammar and it's only going to solidify what you learned. So I'll give you an example. Today, um, I was teaching a Mandarin class and Mandarin has two grammar points. There's, a ver there's various grammar points, but two grammar points in particular that came up today that are a little bit difficult for a native English speaker. One of them is, is comparing two things and saying one is better than another. The other one is, uh, is something that's remotely not even existent in English. Like it's so bizarre. And so what we did is we were doing a speaking exercise and I started to use this, this point and I would have the students copy back and li literally parrot what I'm doing. Mimic me, imitate me. And suddenly, throughout the class, the, 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 student is, the students are using the phrases. They now are using the phrases, oh, this is better than this, and that's better than this, and I think that Canada is better than that, and blah, 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 and maple syrup is better than normal syrup, and all this stuff that we're saying, right? And they were saying it, and they're using it. And they're, they're only using it correctly because they've just been kind of copying what I'm doing. They don't really understand why they're saying what they're saying. They understand the meaning. They've subconsciously kind of figured out what pattern's happening here and kind of how they have to do it. And that's sunk into their head, but they have no idea why and they haven't really processed it. At the end of the class, we paused for a moment and I said, okay, I just want to point out a couple things. We talked about this comparatives today. We use this B and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I noticed that. Like I was kind of imitating you and I understood what you're saying and I understood what I was saying, but 
wait, so how does that work? And I kind of explained, I was like, oh, you put like, here's the word order, here's it is. And literally, I kid you not, four minutes of explaining grammar and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now I see what you're saying. And now they've got it. They've got it. You can't tell me, like they've got it. They really understand it. Anybody who's ever learned a language and tried to learn in a traditional grammatical approach Anyone who's taught a language and is taught in a tr traditional grammatical approach, I don't think anybody can say that, oh yeah, I taught a pretty complex grammar point and within four minutes of me explaining the rule, they understood it deeply. Like they really got it. It made sense to them. I don't think anybody can say that. I don't think you can. That's not how it works. Usually you spend 30 minutes explaining, then you do your examples, then you give them practice, then they come back the next class and they forgot. They made mistakes. They didn't actually get it. Their brain's confused. And all of a sudden you spend four weeks on a grammar point and you think the students kind of got it, but not really. It never happens where someone after 45 minutes understands that grammar point. It never happens. It doesn't happen. Right, and I've, I've been testing this a lot now. It really works. It really, really works in my experience so far anyway. So I encourage everybody to approach grammar in that way. And I think it's going to be much more effective for you, much more effective. Approach it backwards, approach grammar backwards. Don't approach it forward, approach it backwards, right? Don't learn the grammar rules last, just pair it and Im imitate, mimic, copy what people say first. Trust them on face value. Oh, that's how I say it. When a native speaker tells you, say it like this. Just say, okay, and off you go initially until you say it super well and it's like a natural part of who you are. Then later you might look it up and it'll help solidify that knowledge. <clears throat> so give that a go. The last thing I want to say today in this in this podcast is something I'm this close. I'm... I wish you could see my fingers. They're really close together. I'm this close to, to launching um, like a, a, a course, actually, like a two, maybe three hour course, something like that. A reasonably simple course that essentially summarizes my beliefs on on foreign language acquisition. I've made contact for on, I've made content for four years now. I've made thousands of pieces of content. I mean, so much, like thousands at this point. And I think it'd be nice to have like one place that kind of summarizes a lot of my thoughts and beliefs. And finally, right nowadays, I'm feeling, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling closer to being ready to doing something like that. Previously, people had suggested that I put something together, like a digital product or a course. And I never felt ready. I never felt I had anything that I wanted to share that was different or unique or that I felt right charging for. But this time around, I do. I, I, I'm starting to realize, literally within the past month, I'm like, wait a second. I think, I think that my approach is to, I think that I have two things that are very unique. Number one is my sheer experience with langu foreign language acquisition. Um, my personal experience and seeing the experience of others. I've seen lots of people learn foreign languages and I myself have learned lots of foreign languages and it's been a very big part of my life for 13 years. That's number one. 
Number two is I think my depth of experience and my passion, experience, and knowledge. In comparison to the average Joe, I think I have a lot of knowledge and experience in terms of, and skill level, in terms of passing new concepts on to other people. I spend a, I spend a lot of time on how to transfer knowledge from one person to another in the fastest, most efficient ways possible. And I spent a lot of time on that um, for, for quite some time. I mean, teaching, teaching has been a really big interest, at least an interest of mine since my late teenage years. And it's been a big passion of mine, I would say, since my early 20s. So close to maybe, I would say, eight years now, maybe seven years. And I've really started to learn a lot. I'm really starting to get good at it. And now, especially when some of the puzzle pieces of, of teaching effectively have clunked in in a very concrete sort of way in my mind. And I, I believe, finally, for the first time, at least when it comes to foreign language education, I think I figured something out. I think I figured out how to work with someone and what to tell them what you should be doing and and how to like what kinds of homework what kind of tasks should you be doing between classes and between lessons and and when you're studying what kinds of things should you be doing to actually be able to acquire a language um, and achieve let's say at a minimum a base conversational level, a basic conversational level. I think I figured a lot of this out. I think I've got it now. Um, and I think a good way for me to start is just to make like a, a, an online course. It's a few hours that summarizes a lot of these processes in a very easy to consume way, easy, con easy, easy to consume manner. And yeah, I, I think I'm ready to do it. I'm not 100%, I'm like 90% there. And there's still some things I'm trying to work out, but I'm getting closer to doing that. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Um, very excited about that. And also I'm, at, I'm finally at a point. Here's a fun little fact too. I'm at a point now where I'm really close. I, I feel very confident now. Before I wasn't quite as confident. Now I feel very confident. Give me a few, a few more years. I'll probably be like a thousand percent confident, a hundred percent confident that if you give me someone who wants to learn a language, I can tell you how long it's gonna take you, if you work with me, to achieve the level that you're trying to achieve. I think I've done enough now where I'm like, I can tell you. You tell me what you want, and I, I can tell you how you'll get there. I'll tell you how you'll get there, I'll tell you what the steps are gonna be. I'm gonna be very specific with it. I know how long it's gonna take you. I feel very confident in saying that. And I've got everything down to a pretty exact, pretty darn exact science now. At least way more exact than it used to be. And I used to, I've always been very good, in my, in my eyes anyway. I've always been good at teaching language, um, learning languages, passing the knowledge on, tutoring. I've always had a bit of a skill set with it, but I'm at, I felt it the past month, I'm on a different level now. I'm really on a different level to a point where There's certain things that I'm now doing when I teach that I don't see anybody doing. I don't see anybody doing it. I don't see it being done. <coughs> and it's just very effective. And in the past, you know, I guess I can leave it there. I can leave it there. I'm just very excited. It's been a very good month, actually. It's been a, my brain has been, I felt my brain 
be different. I don't know if you guys ever had the experience where something feels different in your body. Something feels different in my body in the past month. Something has felt different. I don't know if it's because of my physio and my stretching and the daily exercises I've been doing. And I think something started happening when I started learning Korean. Something weird happened in my brain when I started learning Korean. My brain changed. I felt it. And my brain to this day, I feel it feels different in my head. Something has been rewired in my brain. Studying Korean has done something to my brain, which is really weird to say. It's a positive thing. It's positive, but it definitely has done something. There's watching this one video on YouTube, which it's like a Mandarin learning video, but something about that video as an interview has also done something to my brain and it's, it's changed the way I view things. And it's my Mandarin today, even like a week ago, let's say as of one week ago, my Mandarin is now 25% more fluent. It has happened. Something changed. Something in my brain just changed, which is really weird. Um, yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's, it's a good weird. It's a very good weird, but it sure is strange. Um, how long are we in here? 21 minutes. It's been 21 minutes in this podcast. I have one last, maybe one or two last things I'd like to share. The first thing I'd like, the, or sorry, uh, let's say one last thing to share. The last thing I'd like to share today is, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to make a separate podcast out of this just to make sure everyone hears it because it's a really good piece of advice. Let's wrap this up here. Thank you, podcast people, for listening to this episode. I appreciate your attention as always. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. See you.